3: You, uh, you beat the Heat 25 to 5 in the third quarter. It's the second time a team has done that in the NBA this season. What did
2: you say at halftime? Nothing otherworldly. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, it just, we, have to, we, we just sat there and talked in this ten, tenor and said, like, who do we want to be? You know, there's guys sitting around this building that hung banners. Like how, how do you want to play? How do we want to? How do we want to feel about ourselves? And we just looked different after that. And um, but that was a collective discussion that has nothing to do with me. That has to do with who these guys have been all year. And for whatever reason, we took a you know um, a little break from that um, on Monday in the first half tonight. Wow! What a night! What a crazy
3: night! This is actually natural reaction. I mean, this is. This is one of the best nights in basketball that we've had all year in a long time of my life. I mean it's been incredible. The Celtics with this unreal comeback, the biggest comeback in the NBA this season, 26-point comeback. They beat the Miami Heat 80, I'm sorry, 98 to 88. Let's talk about it here on the garden.
4: Yes, I'm the boss.
3: Welcome to the Guarded Report. I am Jared Weiss. I'm joined by Jimmy Toscano, Jeremy Carp behind the camera over there. We've got uh, the Facebook viewers here on the live feed. Let's do this thing. So it's 1:10 a.m. right now. The Celtics had an unbelievable game but we had to watch Kobe Bryant have one of the most amazing, one of the most memorable performances you'll we'll ever see 60 memorable points that's not amazing but memorable, memorable 60, 60 points on 50 field goal attempts in this final game and the team more and the team still won I mean yeah the fact that he's that old he can take 50 shots is mind-blowing so let's talk about the Celtics game here they got absolutely uh, I
5: absolute picture Bryant Scott just, to, just like what can
3: I do? Did Byron Scott even say anything this game? <laughs> I we didn't get, get to watch most of the game. But I, no, he, I imagine. speaking
5: privileges were revoked, I think, in January.
3: I'm pretty sure before the game he said, hey, guys, Kobe's going to take all the shots. I'll talk to you after the game. And that probably that's is how really it went. It. Okay. So uh, fired, that's the well. exact opposite of what happened tonight with the Celtics. Because yes. they get absolutely vanquished in the first half. They go into that halftime down 24. And Brad Stevens comes into. Yeah. Dad. Brad Stevens came into a locker room that was freaking out. Guys were worried. I mean, they were in a complete tailspin, losing, about to lose all three games of the teams that they were fighting yeah. for that three seed, yeah. and Stevens sits them all down, lights a fire, a little bit of a campfire a story of Kuma, time with yeah, Brad Stevens, I don't know, maybe they drank the Kool-Aid, but whatever it was, they came out with the best quarter in the NBA this season. They hold the heat to a franchise-low five points while scoring 25 points of their own. So second time a team has pulled that feat off in the NBA this season. They pull off a 26-point comeback, the highest comeback in the NBA this year. Uh, it was it was just mind blowing. Joe Johnson was the only player that scored for the Heat in that quarter, and he had five points.
5: And if he didn't join the team midway through the year, <laughs> they would have had zero points had in zero. that quarter. <laughs> that, that would have been amazing.
3: Because <laughs> um, gerald Green wasn't getting those buckets.
5: No, absolutely not. Um, that was a UConn women's esque quarter. I mean, a twenty-five to five score. I mean, that never happens in the NBA. You just never see something like that. that that's like, you know, video game stuff when we, you're playing on easy level.
3: We've always said Isaiah Thomas is basically the Brianna Stewart of the NBA. I've so. been saying that for years. Sure. Yeah, I've been that for years. Jay Crowder is my Diana Taurasi. But it was, I mean, it was phenomenal. And the team talked about after the game how, like Stevens said to them, it was basically their make-or-break moment. You know, yes. they're, they're spiraling heading into the playoffs, and Stevens asked them, who are you going to be? He tells him about the guys in the crowd tonight sitting courtside. All the Celtics legends are honored. They had like every single great player that's ever played for this team that's still Bird. alive, minus Larry Bird. Where was Larry tonight? Come on. Executive of another team, ridiculous. But it was it was it was an incredible night and to have that happen in the first half in front of those players, the players that I mean. Just like the '60s players, the African American players who went through the adversity that they went through. I mean, Bill Russell not only was an athlete, he was a civil rights pioneer. I mean, the things that they went through and had this team that just can't even show up for the last game of the season in a crucial game. I mean, that must that was humiliating for them, and they admitted it. And when Stevens basically just calmly said, "Listen, look yourself in the face and decide, is this who you want to be?" And clearly, they figured out who they want to be.
5: Luckily, that wasn't who they wanted to be. Luckily for everybody in this in this arena, it, which, by the way, it was Fan Appreciation Night. And these fans must have been thinking about leaving at halftime. Some of them, I bet you did. Yeah. A few of them probably left. But, I mean, this is a team that was a complete 180. And in that first half, I can't explain what went wrong. I just think the heat came out, you know, maybe still coming off that game that they just played. And they were just, you know, they were on some momentum. They were on adrenaline. The Celtics came out flat, as flat as could be, with... With all these legends that you mentioned already in the stands watching, maybe they were a little nervous. Maybe it was a little bit intimidating seeing some of these faces. Um, I don't think that was it because they came out in that second half, and you know this is the type of basketball that when Celtics play with that energy, when they play with that defense, with that defense that they're known for, that's what's going to win them games. They're not going to win games out shooting the opponent. They're not. Sure. They don't have a guy. I mean, they do have Isaiah Thomas, but he wasn't on tonight. His shot wasn't on, and he hasn't been on in the last maybe a week or so or even longer um, with that shot. They don't have a guy that can that they can relate. They don't have a Kobe Bryant that can shoot 50, 50 shots, shots a game. And,
1: and
5: <laughs> Which win, they and need, obviously. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they need a total team effort. And they came out strong in, this, in the third quarter. They punched the heat. Like I said, they punched him in the mouth he were stumbling around they the kicked them in the
3: balls on that they one I mean him that, the they balls, were ruined. as
5: some people would want to say you I would want to say and they kept they kept it going into that fourth quarter there they didn't look back they wanted this game it's unfortunate that it basically meant nothing in the standings it meant literally nothing in the standings
3: <laughs> it actually meant it worse for them really in the standings
5: right But I will say there is there's is something to be said for finishing the year strong and going into the playoffs on a high note like that because if they just limped into the playoffs losing three in a row, and just getting blown out by the heat tonight, if that happened, I mean, that's an awful look going into the playoffs. That's something that you're going to be thinking about the rest of the week until game one, and maybe you're playing with a little bit of doubt in your mind.
3: I mean, I think that that comeback is more important than your seeding.
5: seeding? I mean, you, that very well could be. But
3: you you could get that four seed and still play like crap in the first round. But sure. they had that momentum, that resounding moment that they can build off of. And the thing is, they had that moment a few weeks ago, and they weren't able when they beat the Warriors, and they weren't able to build off of it. They kind of got a high there, and then they kind of lost their edge. And now they realize they they really had to go deep in the pits to figure out how to you know why having an edge is so important. And this is the kind of learning experience that you expect them to retain that edge as they go into the playoffs. And you know, they're gonna face a good team in the first round and then they're gonna face Cleveland, whether it's a second round or if they were somehow able to beat the Raptors, who are still a really good team that people forget almost had the exact same record as the Cavs. I mean, they're a really really freaking good team oh, that yeah, has beaten yeah. the Celtics this year. So if they were gonna probably not make it through the second round, regardless of who they're playing, but it doesn't matter. Either way you're gonna face Cleveland at some point and Obviously, they could beat any of those teams, but it's not fair. You're just not expecting it to happen. So it doesn't make a difference when they face Cleveland. They're going to face them anyway. This way, they're going to face them in the second round. And you know what? If they beat them, then they've got another really good chance in the, to make the finals. But it's probably not going to well, happen. So your, don't get your don't get your hopes up. So the
5: bottom line is this: you got to win on the road at some point. Whether yes. it's game one or game three or game seven, you got to win on the road. Teams, you know, they, they're not just going to you know the celtics the 08 team they were a team that couldn't they had some trouble winning on the road and the playoffs they finally came through they broke through they beat the pistons Uh, they knew they had to win on the road eventually they did this team isn't that team but the point is you can bicker about not bicker but you can debate how important home court is as soon as you win a game on the road that home court is flipped so i mean it's still up to them they can take home court back in game one sometimes uh, players revel in that. You know, they, they, they embrace going into enemy territory and sort of make, setting that tone early on. They take one of those first two games, now all of a sudden they're sitting pretty going back to Boston with, uh, you know, a one to one series.
3: And Atlanta is not the kind of place where you can't win. It's exactly. Atlanta. Yeah. They walk out halfway through games all the time there. <laughs> all right, so let's go to part two and let's talk about Atlanta. But before we do that, we got to talk about SeatGeek. If you want to get tickets for one of these playoff games and they're going to be sold out, go to SeatGeek. If it's your first purchase on SeatGeek, you know, just make a new account. Use that. Put in the code Celticspeed and you're going to get a $20 rebate on that ticket purchase. So go Ooh. to SeatGeek, code Celticspeed, and let's you do know, it. my I, dad
5: texted me. He said he's definitely buying, buying playoff tickets. He's going to buy them on I'm C- SeatGeek. I'm going to go to SeatGeek. Yeah, yeah get that
3: I $20, get $20 back. back. Yeah. Yeah.
5: I'm going to take that $20 today. Thank you.
3: And you're going to buy yourself a one beer at the game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. All right. So we'll be back for part two. Stay on this playlist here on the CLNS Radio YouTube channel or embedded wherever the heck you're watching it. This is the Garden Report powered by SeatGeek on CLNS Radio and Celtics blog.
5: did you learn that you would be playing the Hawks and that you were the five seed? When we walked in,
2: when we walked in the locker room. I mean, you know, we we knew generally the scenarios, um, but I still had to ask. You know, I had heard Atlanta lost um, when we walked down the the corridor, and then I heard, um, and I had heard Charlotte was winning all night. So, um, you know, we knew that it was going to be one of those three. So I've got... All three teams on my laptop. My laptop's about ready to explode and I can delete two of them.
3: Part two of the Garden Report here where we talk about the first round matchup with the ATLIAN's Atlanta Hawks. One of my favorite teams to watch in the NBA. Really? Mostly because of Paul Millsap who what? has always been a really good player. Really, it bo- really has been always been a star but this year has been an elite player Probably one of the best defenders in the NBA this year Mm -hmm. is a reliable perimeter player and one of the best post players in the league. The Celtics have always really struggled with him, and I know we didn't have that good of a game when they played last weekend. But he's been the guy that's always been the matchup problem for the Celtics because the Celtics like to go small, and he's a guy that is kind of plays like a small ball guy, but he's an absolute elite player in the post.
5: He is a tough matchup, and the Spurs as a team are sneaky great team
3: which I mean, is why the celtics are not playing the spurs but playing the hawks in the i mean first sorry
5: one. the hawks as a team are sneaky great but they are kind of like the what spurs. i was going to yeah. say is that they are kind of <laughs> like the spurs so i kind of ruined my own point there i jumped the gun great point man but isaiah thomas said the same thing he said they are kind of remind him of the spurs where they have you know it could be a different guy in every single night for them you know whether it's you where you talked about whether torford teague um, they've got a lot of options they came into boston and they took they took it to the celtics one um, earlier this season um, but Millsap, sneaky, always a sneaky under the radar, great player. Gonna get it done on both ends of the court. Never gonna really make the highlight reels. You're not gonna, you know, if you only watch Sports Center top 10 plays, you probably won't see a lot of them. But he's that guy who, you know, they rely on him on both ends of the court. He comes through for them. He's been there, uh, even in Utah before he came to, you know, he was always a you know, reliable player. So that's, as you mentioned, a tough matchup for them. And uh, the guys down low and on the perimeter, they're going to have their hands full.
3: Uh, So Ken Bazemore has been really good for them this year. Makes up for the loss of Damari Carroll. Gives them that athletic swing that they need. The question is, is Kyle Korver going to take off? I mean, this year has not been that great of a year for him compared to last year. And I I think it's been one of the main differences for the team this year. Why they? I mean, they were still a 48-win team. They were still really good. But Mm -hmm. the Celtics, when Korver burns them, they're screwed. And as much as they can hustle, you know he's just that guy that somehow gets open, needs a split, you know, split second window when he gets the shot off. So is he the guy that really they have to focus their game plan on? Do, is he still that player?
5: I mean, I, you can't not consider him a threat in any game. You know, it doesn't matter what the numbers say. A shooter is going to shoot, and a guy like him with his track record, and Brad Stevens would be the first to tell you that Korver can hit any shot in the court, and he gives. I mean, I specifically remember him, you know, going out of his way to point out, like, how lethal Kyle Korver is yeah. in three-point range. And I know for a fact that he's going to spend a atten- he's going to definitely make a point to spend a lot of attention on Korver, limit his shot, limit his open looks. Um, yeah, and if, and if Korver—he might be the difference, because if he is hitting some of those shots, um, you know, that's just another aspect of their game, of the, the Hawks game, that, you know, they can really—that takes them to that next level. You know, if, if you're starting to hit some of those corner threes or, you know, that's, that's a big swing, you know, long shots, long rebounds. If Corbett's going to miss a bunch of those, Celtics get out in transition. That's where they're at their best in that uh, transition basketball, fast pace. Um, you know, things kind of slow down a little bit in the playoffs. But. If it's up to the Celtics, they'll keep things, you know, as fast as they can.
3: Well, it'll be a really interesting series to see when games come down to the wire, the matchup between most likely Paul Millsap and Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder struggled guarding Paul Millsap earlier in the year, but he's gotten a lot more experience playing that four in the small ball lineup. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see those kind of lineups where he's playing next to either Amir Johnson, Jared Solinger, or Kelly Olynyk. And then we're probably going to even see the lineup of Comas, as I like to call it, which is kind of the Celtics version of lineup Thomas. of death, where you have... Marcus Smart probably covering Jeff Teague. Isaiah Thomas probably chasing around. Kyle Korver or Kent Bazemore or whomever else is out there. Maybe Dennis Schroeder. Then you got Avery Bradley in there to kind of lock down on their key perimeter guy, whether it's Korver or whomever. And then you have Evan Turner and Jay Crowder out there. So you're a super versatile offensive team that can yep. put on a ton of, ton of pressure. But Atlanta is a team that you just can't really do that against if they have both Horford and Millsap out there.
5: Those two guys, I mean Horford and Millsap, I mean, it's kind of funny when you think about it. The Celtics... We're in. You know, there were some talks that maybe the Celtics were interested in Horford at the deadline at some point. Well, what if they had swung a deal, made something happen? Then you're most likely not playing the Hawks in the playoffs. It could be the Celtics' own undoing that they didn't get a deal done. But you're right. With the with the match with the personnel that the Hawks have, they can mix things up just as much as the Celtics can. And and if they've got more talent at certain positions, then well now they're making the rules. They're they're forcing brad stevens to adapt to them so that's where it gets kind of dangerous and that's why the hawks have been have been so successful last year i mean they were the be, you know mm-hmm. one of the best teams in the league all of last year until injuries kind of hurt them down the, down the stretch there and this year too i mean they they were this close to being broken up and now look at them i mean they're one of you they're a team that you don't want to play and i have to say out of the hawks heat and hornets they were the team that if, that you know as an onlooker if i'm a Celtics fan or if i'm Brad Stevens it's probably a team that i didn't want to play
3: sure they're the most well put together yeah, best absolutely. coach of all they've those teams been there, they've although found Steve that. Clifford's been great this year he for has Charlotte yeah he's been great yeah. but
5: it comes down at the end of the day it's going to come down to guys making shots and you know it's going to come down to talent and i think and the, the
3: system executing well exactly. which you that know the Hawks can do you can only do.
5: take you so far at the end of the day you need the players that it can take you to the, take you to the promised land and guys like Horford, Millsap, T, those guys, they've done it and they can do it.
3: All right. Well, we're in for an absolute treat. We will see you after game three when the Celtics come back from their series of Atlanta. It'll be fascinating to see what, the, that, what that will right be. Now, we don't we don't know, but we'll uh, we'll definitely let you know as soon as we find out. So, for Jimmy, I'm Jared with Jeremy behind the camera. For the Facebook live feed over there, thanks for tuning in, everybody. This has been the Garden Report. The regular season is over, and we will see you for playoffs, the playoffs, baby. Peace out.
0: Isaiah, how much do you think the playoff experience last year will help you guys? I think it'll help us a little bit. We just gotta win one game though. We need to get that off our belt. We didn't win one last year, so hopefully we we can we can sneak one out of at least one of the games out of Atlanta and then and then build on that. So I mean we're ready to show the world what we're capable of doing. <laughs>
5: What point did you learn that you would be playing the Hawks and that you were the five seed? And when we walked
2: in, when we walked in the locker room. I mean, you know, we, we knew generally the scenarios, um, but I still had to ask. You know, I had heard Atlanta lost um, when we walked down the, the corridor, and then I heard, um, and I had heard Charlotte was winning all night. So, um, you know, we knew that it was going to be one of those three. So mm-hmm. I've got... All three teams on my laptop. My laptop's about ready to explode and I can
3: delete two of them. Part two of the Garden Report here, where we talk about the first round matchup with the ATLians, Atlanta Hawks. One of my favorite teams to watch in the NBA, really? mostly because of Paul Millsap, who what? has always been a really good player really it really has been always been a star but this year has been an elite player probably one of the best defenders in the NBA this year mm-hmm. is a reliable perimeter player and one of the best post players in the league the Celtics have always really struggled with him, and I know we didn't have that good of a game when they played last weekend but he's been the guy that's always been the matchup problem for the Celtics because the Celtics like to go small and he's a guy that is like kind of plays like a small ball guy but he's an absolute elite player in the post
2: he
5: is a tough matchup and the Spurs as a team are a sneaky great team
3: which I mean, is why the celtics are not playing the spurs but playing the hawks in the i first mean sorry
5: one. the hawks as a team are a sneaky great but they are kind of like the what Spurs. what i was going to yeah. say is that they are kind of <laughs> like the spurs so i kind of ruined my own point there i jumped the gun great point man but isaiah thomas said the same thing he said they're kind of remind him of the spurs where they have you know it could be a different guy in every single night for them you know whether it's Sat, where you talked about whether torford teague um, they've got a lot of options they came into boston and they took they took it to the celtics one uh, earlier this season um, but Millsap, sneaky, always a sneaky under-the-radar, great player. Going to get it done on both ends of the court. Never going to really make the highlight reels. You're not going to, you know, if you only watch Center top ten plays, you probably won't see a lot of them. But he's that guy who, you know, they rely on him on both ends of the court. He comes through for them. He's been there. Uh, even in Utah, before he came to, you know, he was always a, you know, reliable player. So that's, as you mentioned, a tough matchup for them. And uh, the guys down low and on the perimeter, they're going to have their hands full.
3: Uh, so, Ken Bazemore has been really good for them this year. Makes like up for Bazemore. the loss of Tamara Carroll. Oh, yeah. Gives them that athletic swing that they need. The question is is Kyle Korver going to take off? I mean, this year has not been that great of a year for him compared to last year. And I think it's been one of the main differences for the team this year. Why they, I mean, they were still a 48 win team. They were still really good. But mm-hmm. the Celtics, when Corver burns them, they're screwed and as much as they can hustle you know he's just that guy that somehow gets open needs a split you know split second window when he gets the shot off so is he the guy that really they have to focus their game plan on Do, is he still that player
5: i mean i you can't not consider him a threat in any game you know it doesn't matter what the numbers say a shooter is going to shoot and a guy like him with his track record and Brad Stevens would be the first to tell you that korver can hit any shot in the court and he gives I mean, I specifically remember him, you know, going out of his way to point out, like, how lethal Kyle Korver is with three-point range, and I know for a fact that he's going to spend, he's going to definitely make a point to spend a lot of attention on Korver, limit his shot, limit his open looks. Um, Yeah, and if if Korver, he might be the difference, because if he is hitting some of those shots, um, you know, that's just another aspect of their game, of the Hawks game, that, you know, they can really, that takes them to that next level. You know, if, if you're starting to hit some of those corner threes or, you know, that's, that's a big swings, you know, long shots, long rebounds. If Corbin's going to miss a bunch of those, Celtics get out in transition. That's where they're at their best in that uh, transition basketball, fast pace, um, you know, things kind of slow down a little bit in the playoffs, but. If it's up to the Celtics, they'll keep things, you know, as fast as they can.
3: Well, it'll be a really interesting series to see when games come down to the wire, the matchup between most likely Paul Millsap and Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder struggled guarding Paul Millsap earlier in the year, but he's gotten a lot more experience playing that four in the small ball lineup. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see those kind of lineups where he's playing next to either Amir Johnson, Jared Solinger, or Kelly Olenek. And then we're probably going to even see the lineup of comas, I like to call it, which is kind of the Celtics version of lineup Thomas. of death where you have Marcus Smart probably covering Jeff Teague, Isaiah Thomas probably chasing around Kyle Korver or Kent Bazemore or whomever else is out there. Maybe Dennis Schroeder, Then you got Avery Bradley in there to kind of lock down on their key perimeter guy, whether it's Korver or whomever. And then you have Evan Turner and Jay Crowder out there. So you're a super versatile offensive team that can yep. put on a ton, of, ton of pressure. But Atlanta is a team that you just can't really do that against if they have both Horford and Millsap out there.
5: Those two guys, I mean Horford and Millsap. I mean it's kind of funny when you think about it. The Celtics. We're in. You know, there were some talks that maybe the Celtics were interested in Horford at the deadline at some point. Well, what if they had swung a deal, made something happen? Then you're most likely not playing the Hawks in the playoffs. It could be the Celtics' own undoing that they didn't get a deal done. But you're right. With the with the match with the personnel that the Hawks have, they can mix things up just as much as the Celtics can. And and if they've got more talent at certain positions, then well now they're making the rules. They're they're forcing brad stevens to adapt to them so that's where it gets kind of dangerous and that's why the hawks have been have been so successful last year i mean they were the be, you know mm-hmm. one of the best teams in the league all last year until injuries kind of hurt them down the, down this stretch there and this year too i mean they they were this close to being broken up and now look at them i mean they're one of you they're a team that you don't want to play and i have to say out of the hawks Heat, and hornets they were the team that if, that you know, as an onlooker, if I'm a Celtics fan or if I'm Brad Stevens, it's probably a team that I didn't want to play.
3: Sure, they're the most well put together, yeah, best coach absolutely. of all they've those teams. There, Although Steve that. Clifford's been great this year yeah, for Charlotte. Yeah, been great, yeah. but it
5: comes down at, at the end of the day, it's going to come down to guys making shots, and you know, it's going to come down to talent, and I think and the, the
3: system executing are, well, exactly. which you that know the Hawks can do. Can only
5: do. take you so far. At the end of the day, you need the players that can take you to the take you to the promised land. And guys like Horford, Millsap, T. those guys, they've done it and they can do it.
3: All right. Well, we're in for an absolute treat. We will see you after game three when the Celtics come back from their series of Atlanta. It'll be fascinating to see what, the, <laughs> that, what that will right be. Now, we don't we don't know, but we'll uh, we'll definitely let you know as soon as we find out. So, for Jimmy, I'm Jared with Jeremy behind the camera. For the Facebook live feed over there, thanks for tuning in, everybody. This has been the Garner Report. The regular season is over, and we will see you for playoffs, the baby. playoffs, baby. Peace out. Isaiah, how much do you think the playoff experience last year will help you guys? I think it'll help us a little
0: bit. We just gotta win one game though. We need to get that off our belt. We didn't win one last year, so hopefully we get we can we can sneak one out of at least one of the games out of Atlanta and then and then build on that. So I mean we're ready to show the world what we're capable of doing. <laughs> I mean, it was the total opposite of what we did in the first half, and it just says a lot about this team. We really didn't give up. We, we didn't play well in the first half, but we didn't get down on ourselves and show what we're capable of.
2: So
3: what
0: was the talking happened? talk. Brad sat down in the chair and and just talked real quiet. He <coughs> was basically like, figure it out. Guys are, guys are playing real selfish, not just offensively, but the defensive scheme is real selfish. Everybody's hugging their guy. We need to play as one and, and get ourselves together, get ourselves out of whatever funk we're in, basically, and we did that. We, we kept looking at each other, telling ourselves, we're going to win this game, we're going to make a comeback, and just believe, and that's the special thing about this team. Was it really that quiet? Yeah, well, I mean, it was. He sat down, I mean, he didn't yell, but he, he could tell he was upset. I was, I mean, I said a few things before he got in, but that's
1: just between us. What happened in that little scuffle at the end of the third quarter?
0: I don't know, man. I'm trying to stay as far away from that as possible. <laughs> cause they find a way to take me, t- tee me up, so I don't know what happened. I told my teammates. Anything like that I happen, I'll be on the other side of the court. Isaiah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. do you think
1: that's going to set the tone for you guys coming up in the playoffs?
0: I think so, that gives us some momentum, gives us some confidence, um, knowing what we're capable of doing and knowing that we just, we have to play with that intensity every every game, every minute of each game, especially um, come playoff time. Isaiah, how's your uh, wrist doing? It seems like you struggled since yeah. the fall fallen against Milwaukee. I mean, it's, it's hurting, but I just got to figure it out, you know, keep, continue to get treatment. Figure out what we'll do with it the next couple of days, and there's no excuses. So I, I'll be fine. I just gotta work around
5: it. What stands out to you about the
0: Hawks? Um, they're like the Spurs. I mean, they, they any given night is somebody's night. They're team is very unselfish, and they it seems like they like playing with each other. So those are the tough teams to play, kind of like ourselves. You uh, it's gonna be a battle.
5: Was there any? Sense not disappointment, but in a way, when you found out that you guys were the five seed and you didn't have the home, home court anymore?
0: Yeah, I told Danny, man, why don't you say something during the game
5: <laughs> 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 to sub <sell> everybody up. <laughs>
0: no, nah, I, I said that as a joke, but it's just, um, I mean, it is what it is. It happened to work out that way, and, and we're just we're confident in ourselves that we can, we can win
1: the playoffs here.
4: Isaiah, did you say anything to Bill Russell there at the end?
0: Yeah, I just said, I mean, it's an honor to play in front of him. Um, I know he lives in the Seattle area. So um, we got that little connection here, but it's just an honor to play in front of all those guys. And like I said, they paved the way for us to, to, to play and, and what Celtic basketball really means. So it was, it was good to get a win in front of the legend. Was
2: that a bit of, a bit of why it was kind of
0: sucky to the first half point? It was, I mean, it was a total letdown. I mean, total opposite of what we thought the game would be like, especially with the energy the crowd was giving us and, and the legend in town for a couple of days. days. So. Luckily, we got the win, and and they're proud of us, hopefully.
1: What
0: did you think about getting the Alabama? I didn't know nothing about it. It's it's, it's amazing, though. I mean, it's an honor. Um, I'm just, I'm blessed to be in the position I'm in. And like I always say, without my teammates, none of these awards would be possible. So that goes to them.
1: How much do you think the playoff experience last year will help
0: you guys? I think it'll help us a little bit. We just got to win one game, though. We need to get that off our belt. We didn't win one last year, so hopefully we, go, we, can, we can sneak one out of at least one of the games out of Atlanta and then and then build on that. So, I mean, we're ready to show the world what we're capable of doing.
3: Did it mean a lot to get that Auerbach Award in front of all the guys that you coached? The-
0: oh, no doubt. I guess I'm up there on their level now. I'm just playing, but it, it, it means a lot just to be able to get any award named after somebody just this, this, um, a legend like it, like yourself. So, um, I'm I'm blessed. Isaiah, it's Kobe's last game. Can
4: you just talk a bit
0: about how he pushed you? Um, he's he's done a lot, not just to my game, but to everybody. I mean, he's the, the best player of my generation. Um, the closest thing to Michael Jordan. And we just, I mean, as a group, as everybody in the NBA, we just thank him so much for the hard work, the, the dedication, and the sacrifices he's made to become the best basketball player of my generation. And um, I'm glad I got to share, share a court for five years with him and be able to get a few things signed and, and talk to him a couple of times. So I'm i am just ready to, for you guys to stop asking questions so I can go watch him again. <laughs> 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 Is that it? Yeah.
3: focusing
4: or the task at hand, trying to win, get home board advantage tonight? Yeah, yeah. we just honestly want to win, you know. We have to really come out and, you know, set the tone, come out, be the aggressor, and, uh, you know, Try to do all the right things to give ourselves an opportunity to win. You know, if we do that, I think we'll put ourselves in a great position to uh, come out successful in that. So
3: just the most important thing. You, know, you guys have a couple games where maybe to play you guys can't go into
2: the playoffs playing the way you guys
4: can. Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, once again this league is a wave, you know what I'm saying? So the biggest thing is just coming out and, you know, trying to control what we can control. And um I think the best thing we can do right now is just trying to be the aggressor.
2: What was it like some of the like the legends coming? In? came to
4: practice and saw you guys? Oh, well, that was cool. You know what I'm saying? That's definitely cool. Um, you know, you never take that for granted. You know, uh, you know, even when I was a kid, I heard about a lot of those guys. And uh, to be able to see them in person and, you know, they feel the need to be important enough to not only come back into town, but also visit us is definitely cool. So I, I definitely appreciate that. Havlicek,
2: being an Ohio State guy,
4: has been to you? Yeah, no, I always, you know, love Hondo, you know. Uh, you know, I always thought he was uh, you know, just watch his highlights and stuff like that. He started, he's a great player, and, you know, uh, the Ohio State, obviously, is a big deal. And, you know, he's, uh, he's definitely, you know, successful. you know. Have you talked to him at all? No, last time, you know, I spoke to him, it was like the 50-year anniversary at uh, the Ohio State. So I was able to have a one-on-one conversation yeah. with him. And, uh, you know, he's super cool, he's a great guy, you know. And, uh and obviously, we just really? shot the shit Brad said, he wants you guys to be more aggressive. You keep saying you need to be, be aggressive. What do you think kind of slipped in that area the last couple of games? I, I think sometimes in certain instances, I think uh, whether it be ball pressure and stuff, we could have been more into the ball more consistently. You know, and uh, not really I, – I think it kind of starts with that, you know, uh, not really letting them be comfortable, you know. And uh, it could be little things offensively as, as to uh, not letting the team pressure us you know, being more physical to run our offense where we want to run our offense, too, and just things like that.
1: According to Synergy Sports data, you rank as one of the best overall defenders in the NBA this year. What changed for you on that end to really take your game to that level? Um,
4: I don't know. Uh, you know, I was trying. <laughs> I was definitely trying. Uh, <laughs> you know, maybe I tried a little bit harder. I don't know. I mean, I really wanted to, you know, focus on, um, you know, getting – getting better at the defensive end and, you know, I think getting in better shape and, you know, I slimmed down a little bit as well. And, you know, I think one thing was just using my body position and, and you know, using my length. You know, I'm not as fast or anything as Avery and them, but, you know, I've been blessed with length so I can kind of, you know, judge it a little bit and, you know, just do little things that can help me as opposed to maybe beat somebody to the spot when they, when they shoot, you know, I try to contest it, just little things like that. So I try to take great pride in keeping up with the other great defenders on the scene.
1: Solinger and R.J. Hunter tweeted their support for you as 6'8 of the year. Do you feel like defense is a little bit overlooked for, for something like that vote?
4: I think when I do stuff it's always overlooked. So, I think uh, when I do stuff it's down there borderline, a borderline, a, a fluke, and then the guy in the next town or so, they're like, he does this, he does that, and they say, is this a joke? You know, so, whatever I do is unpopular so I'm, I'm used to that. So, but, you know, I definitely appreciate my teammates and so I think they have a lot of guys in this locker room who can, uh, you know, definitely take home some individual accolades and as well deserved.
2: What are your thoughts on Kobe playing his last game tonight?
4: It's crazy, you know. uh, I just remember being a kid and, you know, watching him do the dunk contest, And now, uh, you know, playing his last game and, you know, leaving the game, he's definitely the last of a dying breed and, you know, definitely going to miss him, so. Anything
5: that sticks out to you uh, about him, whether it's a personal matchup or just watching him play over the years?
4: I just think it's mental toughness you know what i'm saying i think he's extremely mentally tough and i think he competed you know i think it's always about winning for you know what i'm saying you meet a lot of guys that say i care about winning and stuff and all that nonsense but it's truly all about winning and, and competing and you know overcoming the odds you know what i'm saying i think a lot of great players really uh take uh, advantage of that you know
1: earlier this year you channeled michael jordan where you passed the ball to somebody for the winner yeah. Jordan Curse shot. Do you have anything in store for Kobe Tribute
4: tonight? We'll figure it out. It's just going to come with it. You know, I can't really force it. And, uh, you know, once again, I can't, can't force it. And, uh, you know, if it, if it comes about that, we'll figure it out. But I, I just really want I mean, to win, to tell you the truth. So I guess that is a good enough Kobe thing, right? So Sorry if you didn't already ask about this. What was it like having a
5: legend?
4: Uh, it's it cool, you know. Once again, you know, you, you, as a Celtic, you see all the pictures and you hear about all the great, you know, the great players from the past. So you definitely appreciate them taking the time out to show up and stop by, you know, just chat. You know, you never take that for granted, you know. Did
5: you talk to
4: any of them? Oh, well, I knew, uh, you know, Tra- Charlie Scott because uh, his son, uh, Shannon Scott, played at uh, the Ohio State back in the day. So I know him for a while. So I was always fascinated with. Uh, you know, what he was able to do in North Carolina and things and, you know, obviously in the NBA and, you know, what he was able to do and he was so skinny too, you know. So, I definitely, you know, was glad to see him. Uh, I was big. I mean, it was the total opposite of what we
1: did in the
0: first half. Yeah, I mean, it says a lot about this team. We really didn't give up. We, we didn't play well in the first half, but we didn't get down on ourselves and show what we're capable. of. So what
2: was the most,
0: most talking like? Talk. Brad sat down in the chair and, and just we talked real quiet. I said, <laughs> "But he's basically like figure it out. You know, guys are like, playing real selfish, not just offensively, but the defensive scheme is real selfish. Everybody's hugging their guy." We need to play as one and and get ourselves together, get ourselves out of whatever funk we're in, basically, and we did that. We we kept looking at each other, telling ourselves we're going to win this game, we're going to make a comeback, and just believe, and that's the special thing about this team. Was it that quiet? Yeah, I mean, it was. He sat down, I mean, he didn't yell, but he he could tell he was upset. I was. I mean, I said a few things before he got in, but... (laughs) (laughs) As
1: between us. <laughs> what happened in that little scuffle at the end of the third quarter?
0: I don't know, man. I'm trying to stay as far away from that as possible. <laughs> they find a way to take me, t- tee me up. So I don't know what happened. I told my teammates, anything like that happened, I'll be on the other side of the court.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey. Isaiah, do you think that's going to set the tone for you guys coming
0: up in the playoffs? I think so. That gives us some momentum, gives us some confidence, um, knowing what we're capable of doing, and knowing that we just. We have to play with that intensity every every game, every minute of each game, especially um, come playoff time.
4: Say, how's your uh, wrist doing? It
0: seems like you struggled since yeah. the fall and against Milwaukee. I mean, it's it's hurting, but I just got to figure it out. I mean, keep, continue to get treatment. Figure out what we'll do with it the next couple of days, and there's no excuses. So I, I'll be fine. I just got to work around it. What stands out to you about the Hawks? Um, they like the Spurs. I mean, they. they any given night is somebody's night. They, their team is very unselfish, and they it seem like they like playing with each other. So those are the tough teams to play, kind of like ourselves. You know? It's going to be a battle.
5: Was there any sense, not disappointment, but in a way, when you found out that you guys were the five seed and you didn't have the home, home court anymore? Yeah, I told Danny, man, why don't you
0: say something during the game and <laughs> 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 set everybody up. <laughs> nah, I, I said that as a joke, but it's just um i mean it is what it is it happened to work out that way and and we're just we're confident in ourselves that we can we can
1: win a playoff series
4: isaiah did you say anything to bill russell there at the end
0: yeah i just said i mean it's an honor to play in front of him um i know he lives in the seattle area so um we got that little connection here but it's just an honor to play in front of all those guys and like i said they paved the way for us to 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 play and, and what Celtic basketball really means. So it was it was good to get a win in front of the legend. Was
2: that a bit of, bit of why it was kind of sucky to play the first half-point? <laughs> it no. was.
0: I mean, it was a total letdown. I mean, total opposite of what we thought the game would be like, especially with the energy the crowd was giving us and and the legend in town for a couple of days. So luckily we got the win and, and they're proud of us, hopefully. What
1: did you think about getting the hour
0: back tonight? I didn't know nothing about it. I mean, it's, it's amazing, though. I mean, it's an honor. Um, I'm just, I'm blessed to be in the position. I mean, and like I always say, without my teammates, none of the, these awards would be possible, so that goes to them. Isaiah, how much do you think the
1: playoff experience last year
0: will help you guys? I think it'll help us a little bit. We just got to win one game, though. We need to get that off our belt. We didn't win one last year, so hopefully we, go, we, can, we can sneak one out of at least one of the games out of Atlanta, and then and then build on that. So, I mean, we're ready to show the world what we're capable of doing.
3: Did it mean a lot to get that Araback Award in front of all the guys that he coached? In?
0: Oh, no doubt. I, mean, I guess I'm up there on that level. <laughs> <laughs> now. I'm just playing, but it, it, it means a lot just to, to be able to get any award named after somebody just this, this, um, a legend like it, like yourself. so um, I'm, I'm blessed. Isaiah, it's Kobe's last game. Can you just
4: talk a bit about how he coached you?
0: Um, he's he's done a lot, not just to my game, but to everybody. I mean, he's the, the best player of my generation. Um, the closest thing to Michael Jordan. And we just, I mean, as a group, as everybody in the NBA, we just thank him so much for the hard work, the, the dedication, and the sacrifice he's made to become the best basketball player of my generation. And um, I'm glad I got to share a share court for five years with him and be able to get a few things, signs, and, and talk to him a couple of times. So I'm, I'm just ready to, for you guys to stop asking questions so I can go watch the again. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? was halftime. What it sound like? What did it taste
1: like? Taste like? You know what it tastes like. Uh, it wasn't good. I mean, we just try to come together. We just like. We don't feel sorry for nobody, but uh, we can't feel sorry for nobody. They don't feel sorry for us. Our fans don't feel sorry for me. We heard blues coming in, but we just knew we had to just, just fight. Um, we didn't come in. We did not come down to shot making. We didn't come down to anything, but just our fight. we did going to have it there in the first right. half and show Everyone was saying
2: this, Brad was pretty calm. Yeah, after he, he but came pull into pull the scene. Was it, was it uh, louder before he got in?
1: Yeah, between the players, yeah, it was, I can't lie. But but Brad came in, cool, come, collected, took a seat in the middle of the locker room and just explained to us a little scenario that he's been through. And he said, this time we either got to uh, make, make a choice, come together or, or, or we won't. And um, I think it, it, it definitely showed him the you that it was coming apart before he
5: walked in and the guys uh, and yelling at each other?
1: Uh, it wasn't like that. It wasn't the guys going at each other like oh. that. We just guys, we we're just, were just so pissed off with ourselves. And we didn't know. What had to change? We knew one thing had to change was how hard we played. We just had to get where we had. Um, I felt like we were holding back a little bit and worked about shot making and worried about the wrong things. That's not what got us here. That's not what got us in the playoffs. So we just tried to get back to the basics and, and play defense the way we to.
2: After the last couple of games, though, is that? Did you guys kind of need, obviously, half like that just to show no proof doubt. yourselves?
1: Yeah, no doubt. I think that's, that was much needed and very encouraging moving forward, uh, knowing that we we can play like that still and. Um, and get a win, even though we're down big. Um, it's very encouraging to move forward, so we need to. Is that
2: as <laughs> good defensive presence as
5: you've been for. For
1: sure. From AU, from here, to elementary, that's, that's, that's amazing. Five points in the third, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I've never been a part of anything like that. Especially when those guys got hot. Those guys were hitting everything in the first half, everything shot after shot. Um, we, just, we just buckled in, Every, all five guys, uh, I think, and just came in and picked up right word for starters left off. So. Yeah.
2: Jay, how's the ankle doing uh, heading into the playoffs? I think I'm good as
1: I'm going to be. I'm, 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 I'm able to play with it. What I know, I know what I can and can't do at this point, moving forward. And um, I think it's getting better, for sure. And I think I'm going to keep doing the stuff that the training staff is telling me to do you know, moving forward. I'm going to take these next few days and really get it prepared for a series of the playoffs. What stands out to you about the Hawks? Um, of course, they're, uh, the way they run their sets on the offense, they're going to run them no matter what, up or down. They're going to run their sets to a tee. Um And they're tough. They can shoot the ball. They, they One through five can shoot the three. That's very tough to play against. And you um, have to make proper adjustments. And they've got to take three-point line a little bit. What's your reaction when you heard that
5: <laughs> Still ended up being the 5-7. You did all that for that? That was <laughs> my reaction.
1: If in that, we made a line like that for, for nothing. We could have took the L and just, But it's like I said, it's seemed crazy. <laughs> I'm getting honest with you. That's, that's crazy. But um, it was very encouraging moving forward to, to get back to where we were playing, to get the win. I think it, it helped. Um, yeah, Jay, A game like this. How
0: does it set the tone yeah,
1: you know, it, it, it shows what how we how we have to play on both ends of the court to win. It takes us down down the lane that we've been through. We just had we just had some had some bad bad quarters of basketball before, and then that that half right there really just summed it up for us to show how we're really still capable and we have to get it done just like that. Thank you guys. Sorry, last one. It's Kobe's last game. So, Mike, can you talk about any influence he had
5: on you or impact,
1: perhaps? I mean. It's Kobe the MJ of this era. He's the best player I've ever laced up against. Um, he's done a great job for this um, for this league and um, a lot of guys look up to him and um, I remember my first time playing against somebody like, was yesterday. It was it was one to remember my first my first ever basketball game professional was against the Lakers in LA. So um, What happened in the game? Yeah. Yeah, you know what happened. No, <laughs> No, he, 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 had, he had a great game. You know, he played well. Uh, he really baptized me into the league, so um, I'll never forget that. One. <laughs> Thank you guys. I guess what was the message? See you, K.O. Go out there and play hard. <laughs>
4: So was what was the uh, 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 NBA this season
1: so what were you guys doing um uh, 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 we were scoring and then we weren't actually missing anything on transition but fast or we just turned up right you know, nice before played with a lot more pace, a lot more purpose and um Kelly, but, uh, how would you describe the locker room at halftime. Um, you know, no one was. No one was happy with the way it was going. You know, and was banded together. And, you know, everyone you know, made a statement. Everyone made, a, made a, an effort to, to change, the, to change their actions and, you know, on the court, and just come together as a team.
2: Did Brad yell and scream?
1: That's not what Brad does. <laughs> He's very again, again and Memphis across and you know, getting us pulled together as one. What do you think about playing Atlanta in the playoffs? Um, you no, know, for us, it's you know, whoever we matched up with is uh, going to be whoever we matched up with. Um, you know, for us, Atlanta, you know, they're a great team. With, you know, a lot of guys who you know, play the basketball really well and they play together. Uh, you know, we got a lot of new players out of basketball. And, uh, you know, I think they got the better of us this season, but
3: you know, it's the ball game. Kelly, do you think you guys have learned a lesson now after Monday night, the way the first half started here tonight? Do you guys think you've learned a lesson about what it's
1: going to take to be effective in the playoffs. I mean, you're going to go through ups and downs. You're going to score. You're not going to score. You're going to make shots. You're not make shots. But we've got to bring that intensity and that, that effort and that, that work. And to uh, do it as one like, for 48 minutes every game. Thanks, guys. Thank you.